What is up, middle class holes, listeners? Fox Man here. Listen, folks, we're taking the week off. It's getting late in the summer. Vacations are happening, so we're going to keep giving you the hits, and we're going to keep coming here. And this is going to be the best of the first half. And I can't believe I'm saying that already. We're already approaching the first half of the 2022 calendar year. But these are the our favorite and some of our best bits in the first half of the calendar year 2022 at the middle class holes. And the first one is coming from our 310 episode, It's the Sweet One, where I opened the episode asking about what the hell the deal is with Lil Sweet and the Dr. Pepper ads. Enjoy. Something I was curious about something. All right. Now, I've been watching this for the better part. I, I, I want to say two years. Maybe the uh, ad pay campaign has been going on a little longer than that. But it's one of these things. It's, it's terrible. It's not very inventive. But I can't help but watch and it's that little two to two and a half foot prince looking motherfucker who's on all those Dr. Pepper ads. What is that? Little sweet. Little <laughs> sweet, sweet, man. Don't like, be talking about little sweet like that, bro. You should check your tone. You check I'm, your tone already. I watch I'm it. I'm going to slap a bitch. <laughs> you look like you need some sweet refreshment. It's the sweet stuff. <laughs> you cowboys have had a long day with raw hides. Why you get a you package? Now you're just towelly. But yeah, what? right. Yeah, yeah, you just slid into tally. Uh, what? No, nah, he's uh, he's one of the fucking. He's like a American Idol, like second or third placer. He's like a fucking not quite important American Idoler. You know what I mean? Season one, second place. Justin Is it Justin Guarini? Yeah, he came in second place to uh, I mean, come on, to Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think their career paths went the exact right directions. So. Oh no, one hundred percent. Oh, so this this guy was on American Idol. Yeah, fared pretty Kelly, well. Kelly Clarkson, briefly America's sweetheart. Yeah. she has a more like morning morning daytime talk show. Uh, Justin Guarini, he had a he had an afro. They made a beach movie, and now he's a little sweet in Dr Pepper commercials. Yeah, but <laughs> sounds but, right. Am I correct in my assumption that they were like, look, we're gonna make a Mike? I know Prince was a small guy. We was five four, five three, five five ish. But we're like, we're gonna make half of that. He's going to crawl out of weird areas and, and woo women and wear scarves and boas and tight stuff and win people over with Dr. Pepper. Uh, I think now I think marketing nailed it. I think they were like, yep, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We're make ourselves no, I, a little Prince. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, 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 he does seem like he's modeled after Prince a little bit. A little? I don't think that was the, you fucking kidding I me? I don't think that was the intention. Okay, Wesley, let me just say that uh, old Justin Greeny. He just happens to have that complexion, okay? The the prince like complexion, because Pl- Prince was obviously a black man, but he had a he had a, did not necessarily have the standard African American complexion or the the facial features. Same with Justin Guarini. And just because these two men happen to have a sim- similar facial structure and facial tone, how dare you? You think it's the it, same it, person? It, facial structure and tone. No, it's the, the, the red scarf and the fucking blazer jacket and the, the tight V-neck and the, the bravado and the persona. It's the, it's the color of the Dr. Pepper can. Yeah. Yeah. Prince may have worn yeah. that once or twice uh, while on stage, something like no, that. No, I'm almost positive that's it's like a, it's a Prince outfit. Like, they were like, look, we'll just make it fucking burgundy. Like, it would just, uh, 
it's just a, it's just a, a short jump from purple. We could just Photoshop it all, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's what happened. Okay, so wait a minute. Are you are you kind of? And I'm not saying this is exactly what you're doing, but it feels like you're leaning towards the great people of Dr. Pepper. Reached out to Prince at some point before his untimely passing, and Prince was like, "I don't know what the fuck Dr. Pepper is. I ain't doing that shit." And then they were also like, uh, we also can't afford to pay you the half a billion dollars that you suggested in the contractual negotiation. So we're going to go with Justin and we're going to, are you suggesting that maybe they reached out to Prince and Prince just said, you can't afford me? And so yeah, I, think it's, I think it was a phone call and he was like, I, what's Dr. Pepper? I don't even know what soda is. I'm from Mars. Uh, no, I, I already. And then, I, and then this was, this was, ver- this was totally verbal. And they were like, so do you mind if we like use your likeness? And he was like, it's the sweet one. And then fucking hung <laughs> up. And then and then there was no legal reason for them not to use that. So they were like, fuck it. That's ours now. Uh, and now Prince is dead. And he's probably getting no money from it. Do you, do you think this ad campaign came out after Prince died? When did Prince die? <sighs> no, a little sweet Prince, was around before. Yeah. Like, little, pre, pre-Prince death. 2016? 20, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say little sweet was like a Super Bowl commercial like. Five six years ago, yeah. Little Sweets had a good run. He's had yeah. he's had a he's had had a sweet uh, little run, if you will. Twenty seventeen. Oh, which now, one, Prince or Little Sweet? Little Sweet. Prince died in twenty sixteen, but it does say that I see a twenty sixteen and a twenty seventeen. So I was uh, gonna say I see twenty sixteen ads here. Okay. So well, maybe, maybe it was maybe maybe some someone in the Dr Pepper's. Maybe there is a or, doctor. Yeah, maybe on like <laughs> Death's Door, he got one last endorsement deal, and the family's just raking in Dr Pepper dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on fucking Justin Guarini's likeness. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, Prince kicked out his regular doctor out of the room. It's like, send it to Dr. Pepper. It's a sweet one. <laughs> send the sweet one. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> what does he say when he when he's uh, confronting the ranchers? That's a good one. That's a funny one. Oh, they're so good. Now I'm going to watch them all. <laughs> Wait, all the, the little sweet ads? No, I don't have the little sweet ads like locked I, out. I don't have them memorized. I just know they're clever, and I like little sweet. And anytime somebody's mean to little sweet in an ad, I, I, I kind of start to choke up a little bit. Like, don't, don't drink a little sweet like that, man. I don't even like Dr. Pepper. I love a little sweet. <laughs> I think, yeah. what's, the, uh, what's the mellow yellow uh, counterpart to Dr. Pepper? Mr. Like, uh, Mr. Pip. Uh, Mr. Pib. Yeah, they, oh, they ought to. Yeah. Well, Mr. Pib is legit, though. Right, well, but I'm I mean, saying Mr. Pib ought to do like a bite off a little we're not, sweet. We're not talking about like, you're talking about like that food line and shit, like the Dr. Thunder and shit. That's that's the real fake shit. No, but my point is Dr. Pepper ought to bite off of this. Or do, do, Mr. Pib ought to bite off of this. They ought to use like a, you know, should, something should similar. Make, they should make like a little savory. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little savory. <laughs> <laughs> they had to kick the tires on it, it's, at least. It's the meat one. Yeah. It just tastes like meat. <laughs> Next up on our list comes from the Frozen Penis episode in late February. I believe that was entitled for a cross-country skier whose penis actually froze uh, mid-race. So I posed the question at the age of 39, if there's a way I can actually get into the military. Any branch, any form. And then I brought up the Merchant Marines. And then we tried to figure out what exactly the Merchant Marines do. Clarity ensues. My question is, could I enlist for that now? At my age, they would turn me down. No, no, because you never, you wouldn't make it. You have, you have to be in basic training by your 40th birthday. And by the time you did all the shit you'd have to do, Hmm. I'm going to say no. I got uh, September. I got seven months. 
seven months. I don't know, man. If you're fit, which I think you probably are physically fit enough. Uh, I, you know, at worst they make you trim like a couple Lonnie Baxters, and then like you're good to go. I think I think you might be able to do it. They, you'd be surprised how quickly they get you to sign a contract and fucking take your life away. So, oh sure, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna do it. I don't know what, I know, <laughs> what yeah. you guys think. That- I, I seriously contemplated it like really, 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 really hard. But I was like, I got a kid. You can't do that. You can't do that now. I was, but, but again, it would only have to be in the reservist capacity and it would, and you, I think 36 is the cutoff for all the other branches. Um, except for the air force. Like they're the only ones that are like, yeah, look, what, what are you seriously? What are you going to be doing? You're going to be sitting at a computer. So just, yeah, you're You're sitting in air conditioned trailers and Yeah. yeah, like you're fine. Right. Like all the other three branches have to be decimated before they strap a firearm to your side. <laughs> like <laughs> it was, uh, I definitely was listening to some, I don't know who was speaking. I don't even know what channel it was on. I was kind of bopping around channels, just getting perspectives today. Uh, and there was a general who definitely like kind of slipped up, but you know, it's just the inherent like razzing of the air force in general that happens amongst the military. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you know, we're going to move some troops around here and like Poland and, you know, Estonia and Lithuania and whatnot. And uh, he was like, you know, except for the airmen, they're just going to hang out back at uh, that. Just kind of like, oh, kind of like realized it and then moved on to his next point. But like definitely shit on the airmen. He was like, we're going to put like, you know, we got to move some real troops around in case some shit happens. But the airmen are going to stay back and like, you know, make sure the paperwork's cool. And oh, yeah, but see, I, you're right. That's what he was doing. But at the end of the day. Like you're gonna keep a plane in a war zone? No, you yeah. can just fly it in from afar. Like yeah. those are the, the, there's a reason they call the Air Force the smartest branch because yeah. those guys, they're intelligent dudes. They, they have pretty, to be in con- smart. They're in control of multi million dollar aircraft, and they have to fucking take them in and bring them back and blow they, shit up in the process. They make fucking tanks that fly. It's true. Yeah. I was thinking up. I could also. I think there might be a way, a loophole. I could become a merchant marine. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you, what do the merchant marines even do? They just like they like uh, they, they <laughs> patrol. Really certain you just inspect merchant vessels. Yeah, yeah. fucking <laughs> pop up and be like, hey guys. You guys smuggling any fucking Volkswagens in here? I think I think the actual <laughs> official tagline is, "Let me see your merch." When they when they board the ship, yeah. like, what you got? Some what you got? Some VCRs? <laughs> Crack this bad boy up! One of these Panasonics? They probably pull the old oh. bullshit. Like I am the captain, <laughs> like the Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably they probably do a very valuable service, and we're sitting we're just shitting on them. <laughs> no, they, no, they they definitely do. They definitely make sure that there's. Not cargo containers filled with terrorists ready to pop out like a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Merchant mariners move cargo and passengers between nations and within the United States and operate and maintain deep sea merchant ships, tugboats, and towboats. So, yeah, that's exactly what they do. Next up, coming from our 5 6, that's May 6th episode, The Iceman Cometh. And it was titled that because Murr, I believe about a year ago, brought up the idea that archaeologists just make up their own fictional tales when they find key, you know, key artifacts, in this case, Utsi the Iceman. Uh, I did a little research and a little dirt digging and found out that 
Murr missed a few key details, so we brought it back up, and uh, he still held strong. Have a listen. We've had a couple, I think we had one really good discussion about this. Then we had a, a teeny tiny bit of a follow-up where Alan made comment about how archaeologists try to be fictional writers about history. Uh, one of which has gotten a few views on, I don't know, tens of tens of views, um, a few outlets uh, about, uh, I think, Murray, you said Uzi. I think it, it O with the double, two two periods over it, TZI. Yeah, I, 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 I know what you're getting to. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say, fuck this guy, but fuck this guy. Okay. I mean, come on. So, oh, so, what did he say? Wait, okay. wait okay, no, no, the person linked us to, okay. For those of you who have no frame of reference, Murr said, uh, archaeologists try to be fictional storytellers. And Uzi the Iceman was a hunter-gatherer, and he fell, <laughs> he, he fell in a crevasse, leaving his loved ones back home to starve to death. He's like, no, the guy fell and died. Anyway, someone uh, who watched the video on TikTok, our <laughs> official TikTok, at... What was it? At middle classles? MDL classles? At, um, at middle classles. Middle classles. Uh, it says... Arrow points to foul play in ancient Iceman's death. Utsi the Iceman did not die in an alpine fall or losing his way. He was shot in the back by an arrow. Chest x-ray and CT scan have finally solved the mystery of how Atsi died about 5,300 years ago, says Paul Gosner, uh, one of Atina's specialists studying the mummy. So, hey, I, there was some foul play involved, Burr. Your thoughts on shitting on these people? <laughs> I, not shitting on these people. Okay, he's okay. He's right. I did not know this grand story of Uzi the Iceman off the top of my head when we were talking about this shit. But even still, we're talking shit on this podcast. We talk shit, okay? I'd say we're all pretty clever motherfuckers. Each and every one of us can pull some random ass knowledge out of our assholes when we're in the middle of discussion. Uh. I did not have a pre-prepared Utsi the Iceman fucking Wikipedia page when I brought him up out of the top of my head. That does become a little more intriguing as far as the storytelling goes, but all they know, all they truly know, and I read this fucking thing because apparently he had pollen in his nose from walking up and down the mountain, which which shows that he was in a struggle <laughs> and on a run for his life. They made that part up too, so fuck him for that. But yes, it is intriguing that he was shot in the back with a fucking arrow. I'll give him that. But he did fall in a crevasse, and that's yeah. why he was still so well-preserved. Here's yeah. the thing. I, I'll, I will give you this, because if... Uh, something more. If there were a video of myself or Alan making making some sort of robust claim like this, and someone were were to follow it up, I would be equally as apt to be like, "Okay, hey, fact check time. You fucked up, or I fucked up." It just so happens that <laughs> this one is particularly good. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Wait, I just got crushed. How long did it take him to realize that he got shot with an arrow? I feel like that seems like something Ooh. you would like pick him up and be like, "Well." Got shot with an arrow, guys. Uh, like, you know what I mean? This I this guess, is dated two thousand one. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm guessing what happened 91? was, they, like, you know, you can't find Native American uh, original people's arrows. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to. Hey, hey, Why? I don't, I don't, Why? I don't want to, I don't want to get fact checked again, Alan. Okay, they weren't Indians. They weren't from India. They were from the Americas. I, no, I understand. I just don't understand why you said it that way. <laughs> <laughs> 
But continue. <laughs> I'm I'm just pointing out how complicated it is to speak in America in the year 2022. So you don't you only find the arrowheads. You don't find the actual shafts of the uh, arrows. So maybe it was lodged inside of his chest cavity or back cavity or whatever, and they didn't realize until they did a CT scan that he had been shot with the arrow. Because they got to touch these things with like this thing's been buried in the ground nature's fucking ravaging it but as soon as they find it it's like oh get your cotton gloves on guys we can't disturb this dead body that's been here for tens of thousands of years well preserved and and then and then then around that time they automatically they they start uh mentally whiteboarding like we need to make up a good story for this guy Ooh, Uzi, the ice man hunter gatherer yeah hunter gatherer yeah hunter gatherer that that sounds good i like that (laughs) Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you were right, did... Alan. Uh, discovered discovered in 1991, so about 10 yeah. years before uh, Utsi got propped. Uh, like I, I don't know if it was funding. I don't know if they had reservations <laughs> about yeah, CT scanning a guy who was 5,300 years old. Um, maybe <clears throat> maybe CT scans at that point. Uh, they, they they had uh, science had evolved to a point where it wouldn't damage the body. I, I have no idea. Ninety one CT scans are probably trash. <laughs> it's a, but that's, but that's that's understandable. I yeah, like that. I like that logic. Yeah, that's a good Love point. It. We're still using tape cassettes and uh, fucking yeah. Fuck. What were yeah. we using? The then, the X ray the, 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 the X ray still had the giant cross. Where it's like this this is where the radiation is going. to Remember, like if you got an X ray, they put the fucking vest on you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The lead, lead fucking plate. <laughs> yeah, there you go, bud. <laughs> Dude, I can remember being like a little kid when they did like my first like dental X-rays, and they put that fucking thing on you, and it's like my knees were getting fucking weak. Like, <gasps> take the pictures. I'm gonna fall the fuck over. Yeah. Oh, the, the the facial one. Yeah. Duh. So no, they well they would put they would put like um like a smock, like a lead smock. They would like drape over your entire body. Yeah. 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 You think they did that to Utsi, or they couldn't have because he found the uh, again he was he was murdered. There was foul play, which I I love that they I love that they use that terminology. Right? Like, what do you mean foul play? These are primitive people. This guy was hunting, get, hunting and or gathering, as you guys have fucking right. assumed. And then another hunter, not fucking gatherer, decided to come kill Utsi and take his gatherings. Yeah, you know that's what happened. Or he didn't, and he fell down that fucking crevasse, and an arrow fell out of his back pocket or wherever he was holding it, and just happened to lodge itself in his chest or back or wherever the hell it is. Maybe he just fell and bad shit happened. Maybe no one was sniping him like the most dangerous fucking game circa 5000 BC. Maybe it just it happened, and it's really coincidental, all of this. That's mm. all. I mean, okay. I'm cool with that too, actually. That doesn't sound like it's that far off, honestly. But but you but you can't tell me that they don't make shit up because they have delusions of grandeur and they're probably fucking half insane in their brains from being out in the field for so long. Because we can go back to the dinosaur thing. Remember when they were just stupid giant thunder lizards, which is exactly what dinosaur translates to? Well, we find out they're just big birds that are spying for the government. Oh, yeah, that's true. Next up is from our April 8th episode, the Gnu tribute episode. Gnu, a DC-based rapper who was tragically killed, uh, I believe, uh, via gang violence. Um, So the the actual bit is Gnu, Gnu, 
because his one of his dying wishes, or I believe in his will, was his embalmed body was going to be taken to one of his favorite clubs, uh, erected, stood up, and his friends and family would party around, presumably a dead body, which causes major health hazards in restaurants, clubs, or anywhere serving food and drink. So have yourself a listen and enjoy. And this has to do with a rapper who goes by the name Rapper Gunu. Where like Guon, his corpse was propped up in a nightclub while his uh, funeral goers danced dawn while he on full display in a club. The 24 year old's funeral, named quote the final show, was held at Bliss Nightclub in Washington D.C. on Sunday, and footage from inside the building appears to show the rapper's embalmed corpse overlooking <laughs> the crowd, fully dressed up and wearing a crown. The audience reaction is pretty mixed. Some are dancing along to the music while others are just stone-faced staring at the dead body in front of them. <laughs> Bliss Nightclub said they weren't made aware of the tribute ahead of time, according to the website, and uh, they have apologized to anyone who was offended. The club's investigating if the body was real or not, but according to the family, the body was real, and we're not sure of any legal ramifications. going to save this story for our legal counsel. Now, it is um, Goo News. Uh, final, <laughs> final show. So, friend or foe, having the body on full display the way he would have wanted in the club. Are you up or are you down? Friend or foe, Alan? Friend, please make sure Kelly fucking props me up at something. Fucking open <laughs> day, maybe. I don't know. Like, whatever. Just make it, make it good. Just prop, prop my ass up. I want to be kind of pointing off into the distance, though. <laughs> looking into like, the future yeah yeah exactly but yeah no I'm, i i think it's fucking hysterical it's all it's it's also quite uh concerning uh, you know someone thought of this and somebody else was like yep let's definitely do that uh so it's weird but i'm here for it <laughs> well i've seen they there's a big in the we'll just say the uh, the, the hip-hop culture or the urban culture uh, mm-hmm. um they'll they've been doing these body embalmings and like putting them on their crotch rocket but they've been limiting this to the actual like viewing but not an actual like going away party in a public space not like West, a, yeah, <clears throat> club yeah. where are you on this so, so first of all i've let, let i mean let's not uh let's not undermine the uh Enormity of the event. It was called the final show, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll show you here. Show you a picture of Mister. I think it's Gnu, by the way, not Gnu. Let's but, not yeah. sleep on the DC people. People, right. people from DCB, they're wild. They're wilding <laughs> out, they're wilding out. Got the crown on. Got the jewels on. Got the the, the shades. The Amiri hoodie. Look at this guy. I, one arm you know, in the I satchel. Would... One arm on the side. I feel like it would have been a little less creepy if they had him more at ground level, but having him up in the air like that. <laughs> I think it's the uplighting that really kills it for me. It makes him look like a, it makes him look a little like a horror, like a bad horror, like haunted house prop. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they could have gave my man some different lighting. So Wes, where do you stand on this? So or foe? In, initially knee jerk, I was foe. I thought, God, this is, I mean, I'm not it's it has nothing to do with uh someone wanting something like this dumb you know I assuming this was his last wish I don't know I I I if it isn't it's some sort of sick joke amongst friends or family but uh we'll we'll give him 
you know, at least the the person that he was, the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I thought, yeah, that's disgusting, especially in a club. Uh, if I'm a business owner, <clears throat> um, you know, having a, a fucking dead body propped up as a celebration's going on, I'm sure there's health code violations. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's things that that uh, uh, certain city officials wanted to know, like, oh, a dead body was propped up while a celebration was going on in your bar while drinks were being served, huh? Cute. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't know what DC liquor licenses cost, but if they're anything like Baltimore, those motherfuckers ain't cheap. But just thinking about it from a celebration standpoint, I'm friend on this because I, hell man, I'm, I'm not saying that like dead bodies are gross, but okay. Like this guy, and I, I'm just thinking about it, like how I, what 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 Alan just said, and how I would want to go out. I mean, I want to be cremated, but if someone's like, "Hey, man, it would be really cool if we propped your body up and we celebrated around you for a day." All right, shit, hell yeah. As a matter of fact, rent some guns, fucking shoot me up, fucking. Like, yeah. You ever wanted to hit a human body with the, all your might with like a, a baseball bat? Fuck, give it a whirl. Yeah. Axe. <laughs> right here. Just get, just get in the bread basket. You'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know why it turned into, like, <laughs> mutilating the body, but... Just remember, Alan wants to be put in a sack and uh, anchored to the bottom of the bay so it can be crab food. Just remember that. So it's That's not... True. That's true. That's true. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of ways that... Uh, there's look there's i'm i'm gone we'll do whatever yeah. like i mean don't you know don't do whatever but uh <laughs> i'm gonna prop you up in a wawa bathroom stall. <laughs> that that is also I... illegal to do to dead bodies uh i'll, so, I'll put a bluetooth so, speaker behind you when you're moaning <laughs> but yeah you know i i think like, I have food, whatever i have no problem with the paradigm shift of non-traditional life celebrations okay i'm not saying that families shouldn't People shouldn't get in suit and tie and stand in front of a bunch of people and tell some good stories. I, I, I'm not. But if someone decides, hey, man, I want to I want to be a little left to center. I'm going to be propped up and, and look here. I mean, this is something I didn't show earlier. I want fucking I want sparklers from the ground firing up with, with laser, lasers and, and neon lights. I want you all to have a good time. Uh, I think from the front, it's that it's like not as bad, but from the side, yeah, that's a dead body. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like they didn't hide the coat hanger very well. Run through the <laughs> run through the appropriate outlets. Make sure that it's it's done safely and with some people's permission. I'm not necessarily sold that the club, quote unquote, didn't know about it. At the very least, someone in the back door was like was paid right. off <laughs> because the club manager <laughs> walked out while the fucking place was empty. Right before doors opened and was like, <laughs> huh, that wasn't there before. Fuck it. <laughs> Just, that's it. Like, he did, that's he didn't know. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, but then again, like, you know, you, you usually when you're setting up for a celebration like that, you've got a lot of stuff. Obviously, they had to set up, a, you know, their, their white snake fucking sparkler shooters in the ground and stuff. And they could have they got the body in there. And be like, man, that motherfucker been standing around doing jack shit all day while these other people are fucking setting up everything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, oh no, uh, oh, but I'm I'm not opposed to this either. But where I'm going to go foe on it is 
you got to give your guests, quote unquote guests, you got to give them a heads up. Because like it said, the, the quote in this article that, that gets me is uh, um, how, you know, there were people dancing to the music while others are stone faced staring at the dead body in front of them. Like you can't, you can't do that to people. You yeah. got to say, listen, Gnu's going to be here. You got it? He's going to be on the dance floor. Yeah. Give them the option to not come. And Gnu's going to be here and not in spirit. We're talking about <laughs> embalmed. We're talking about his body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at 24, I'm assuming a, a fair amount of the party goers here are at or around that same age celebrating his life in a joyous situation. And this, like, yeah, certainly if you... <laughs> Roll out my man in the Amiri hoodie with a with with a crown on and his hand plopped in the, the, the front uh the front pouch with a crown on. I could certainly see someone who was having a good time selling the celebrating this guy's life and be like, Oh shit, that's him. Damn, my night's blown. I can't jerk off with either hand for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Or just like you're the, you're somebody's plus one. Like, <laughs> yo no, <laughs> Yo, new, what's up? Or, oh, yeah, how many? Shit. Like, how, did anybody go on stage and like not realize it and like try to tap him up and then were like, oh shit, it's a dead body. Yeah, <laughs> nah, didn't did, didn't say that. This TMZ article was about eight eight sentences. Didn't say that there's a twenty five thousand dollar twenty five thousand dollar reward for any in, uh, information on a conviction or arrest for the uh, the the murderer because he was murdered. Gunu. Yeah. PG County, baby. The way things roll. And that, my <laughs> friends, is your friend or foe. Oh, yeah. Up next on our best of first half 2022 episode, we have a little bit called the jiggle joint. Uh, this is a this this comes from Elon Tweets the World. Uh late late April. Uh the jiggle joint was a self-titled gentleman's club when Alan was at a bachelor party. And he talks about the various gentlemen in strip clubs in the greater Louisville area while he and his friends were lollygagging around and enjoying themselves. Uh, they didn't go, but they almost did. Uh, here's the options if you're ever in the area. I did it in a new city, and it was way cooler. I ate new food. I went to I went to Buffalo Trace. That's not here. Like, oh, yeah. you, know what I mean? you know, so like shit yeah. like that. Like, I get it. And it makes sense. Like, I think you could, that would be a cool little, like, one-day service, little staycation thing. But at the end of the day, like, I got to get the fuck out of this place. We've been cooped up for years, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and Maryland's not that cool. <laughs> yeah. So how, how was the jiggle joint in Louisville? Oh, so I will be honest. We did not go. We were very close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of, there was a lot of politicking. Uh, some, some, some guys were like, oh man, we're going to get in trouble. And some guys were like, fuck it. Let's just get in trouble. Uh, so, you know, it worked out. It, it worked out ultimately in the end because, that argument took place after like a solid 12 hours of drinking bourbon. Uh, yeah. And it probably wouldn't have gone well. So uh, in hindsight, thumbs up to maturity and not go into the jiggle joint. But uh, man, it was, it was, it was almost there and it still was a shit show for most of that. The most of that time. Like, I do have a, I have a question real quick sure. though. Uh, the jiggle joint, is that a, um, is that just a slang term you're using for the? That is a slang term. So guess what? So there was three. <laughs> there's three options. There was PTs, 
take a guess what that stands for. Stands for. Uh, circus, P.T. Barnum and Bailey. Yeah, yeah. the P.T.s. That's, that's all it was called. Like, I even was like, P.T.s? Why is it? Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Uh, I get it now. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was the Godfather, which was uh, described to us just your run-of-the-mill airport strip club. So, you know, nothing crazy. P.T.s was like scores, you know, a little higher end. Uh, and then we were told about what our waiter at uh, at our fancy steakhouse referred to as the raunchy one. Uh, <laughs> and it was called the rustic frog. And apparently it wasn't even in Louisville. We had to go across the Ohio river into Indiana to like a fucking barn in the middle of the woods. And we're talking thumbs up poopers kind of place. Uh, so. <laughs> so we did not end up at any of them. We were like, I, I strategically placed us a, a a block away from PTs in case it organically came up. Okay. It did not. We were all fucking smashed. Like literally had been drinking. We were at Buffalo Trace at 10 a.m. And we got back into Louisville at like six. And we were out in downtown at like eight. Uh, so, yeah, it was an evening. We we shut the bitch down. Uh, but we did not make it to the jiggle joint, which probably would have cost us lots of money. I just think we should open a place called the Jiggle Joint because right? that is a glorious fucking name. But I said I hadn't even I mean, heard it until my buddy said it, and now it's mine. It's mine now. Yeah. Next up, we're circling back to the Iceman Cometh episode on May 6th. This bit is called High Gas, Low Pride. This is around the time when gas prices really just started to take a spike and a turn for the worse. And people like ourselves, especially middle class folks, have low pride when it comes to filling up their tanks. But ExxonMobil's probably using all of those cavernous portions <laughs> to store their oil for another 30 years. So when we run out now, they can extra charge us in about, you know, 50 years. Yeah. Quadruple oh. the fucking barrel. God damn it. Gas is 425. I'm sorry. I'm about that. Yeah, I didn't even realize. That shit does suck. Yeah. I had to get some this morning. Uh, I only filled up $10, not because I'm a cheap bastard, but because I was, <laughs> a, I was running late for work. And I yeah, didn't want yeah. it to keep going. So, fuck! <laughs> Um, Dude, uh, I did the same thing, by the way, and I felt like I was at a NASCAR pit stop. I was like, all right, I'm only going to get 10 bucks worth. And it was like, done. Okay, can get back in the car. Oh, I've still only got less than a quarter tank. Okay, here we go. And the weird thing is, is like when I when I do that, and that doesn't happen very often. It's only when I'm running late for work. So I, like, I instantly feel like the next person that comes up and fills up 10 bucks cheap fuck, cheap bastard oh, man. <laughs> just be like dude my dude is struck it's all, it's all good man <laughs> things will get better it bothers me for about four miles down the road like, they're gonna think i'm a cheap fuck you know what wes i thank you for that because i believe me i worry the same thing i actually look over my shoulder to make sure nobody's getting ready to pull up to the pump right behind me like man they're gonna think i'm poor yeah I yeah. think my kid, my kid's baby teeth are all black and falling out. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, coming from our April 22nd episode, Angry Mike Tyson, Angry Mike Tyson, excuse me, at 40,000 feet episode. Uh, this is Alan was actually out this week and we had our legal correspondent, Mr. Calvert on at, for asking for a friend. And we asked him some questions about Mike Tyson. But previously, before he jumped on the show, Alan had a, I want to ask a black friend, a particular question. In this case, Bruno Mars wants to figure out if that music is just for white people. Enjoy. I've been listening to a lot of uh, like Jack FM, you know, one of the, uh, we play everything. We play anything, whatever. Like one or two uh, seven, one of those yeah. Deals. yeah, one or two seven. There's also one out of uh, Philly I listen to. 
anyway, um, so Bruno Mars is on, right? Uh, it's actually Uptown Funk, so it's you know, oh. not tech. Yeah, and it's like Uptown, and I'm fucking like I'm I'm on the way to work. I'm like I'm I'm just I'm doing the white guy waist up dance, and I'm like I'm in a good fucking mood, and I get to work, and I'm like man, that was a now that's a jam. Then I started thinking to myself, is it? You need to ask a black man. So, <laughs> <laughs> when, when I got to work, I found this. I found this uh, African American coworker, and uh, and I just walked up to him and I said, "Listen, Taylor, got to ask you a question." Yeah, what's that? I was like, uh, "Bruno Mars." He's like, "Yeah." Is that just white people shit? It's like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> and went right back to work. He just said, "Yep." And I said, "Thank you for your, thank you for your, thank you for your input. Thank you. I needed for to know that confirmation. I was, the, I was having a brain aneurysm on my way to work, figuring if this is it. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. One. Yeah. So now, now I, now I know though. Now I know, and I wonder if Bruno Mars knows that in that in that community, which he's kind of halfway a part of, mm-hmm. if if he realizes that you know he's making white people shit." He's making funky music for white folk. I think he knows all the way to the bank. I think that's okay. That's, uh... I think that's completely fair. Yeah. I, I mean, you're an artist. You do what you do. You do he does it really well. He did, t- as I was walking away, he actually did say, he's like, don't take me wrong. He's legit. But yeah, that's white people shit. I, for, like, a, right. for a second, I thought he was going to say, except for Uptown Funk. That shit's money. <laughs> that's the only one, though. <laughs> you guys start dancing. Yeah, yeah. But come to think of it, like if you're thinking about it, like stereotypically from a cultural aspect, like all of his other songs are like they're they're white people wedding songs. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's any song like, that that grenade song. You don't follow no grenade. Yeah, oh but, yeah. But in your sex takes me to paradise. paradise. <laughs> yeah, that jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you right, man? And it's usually for because I was around the time Uptown Funk came out. Maybe another like year after that. Um, I'd I had filmed uh, recorded a few weddings. Those of you who don't know, uh, plug. I, I, I film weddings, videography, cheap. You know, good, better, best options. Um, but that was a, that that was for a period, at least more often than not, like the let's get these white people off their off their tuckuses, uh and onto the dance floor jammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can see why. If mm. you're gonna get this little white guy to start boogieing in his fucking car seat on his way to work, mm. then yeah, then you're onto something, friend. That's, yeah. Hell yeah, they I, they've played it a few times. How old? How old? Did they, when's Bruno Mars come out with something recently? Uh, he did something kind of like lounge singer, like soul thing about a year ago, like right when the pandemic was. Yeah, apparently he and a buddy like locked themselves in a studio like while the whole lockdown was happening. And he, okay. he put something out, but. It wasn't a huge commercial success. No, it's just what he tried to break away from entertaining white people. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna break the mold. A little bit. I don't know what it was. It's it was that one that's like, uh, where you at? Where you at? Come fuck with me. Fuck with me. You know, it, it's a funny song. It's almost like a weird like, like, like if um, oh, if Andy Sandberg from Saturday Night Live like <laughs> wrote a song. And then it was performed by a legitimate musical artist. That's what it was. Uh, his, 
There's some there's something cool about his family. There's some like fun fact about his dad. Well, he was a uh, Bruno Mars when he was a little little kid was an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, I'm reading that. I actually just read that right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't know why I know so much about Bruno Mars, but I know more than I should. It's just, this is this is this is good. Uh, at the at the first of all, his name is uh, uh, Peter Jean Hernandez. Um, at the age of two, uh, he was nicknamed Bruno by his father because of his resemblance to professional wrestler Bruno San Martino. <laughs> Good for him, though. Appeared in '92. Appeared in a cameo role in the film uh, "Honeymoon in Vo- uh, Honeymoon in Vegas" and was interviewed by Polly Shore on MTV. Huh. Six years old was on Did the like Arsenio Hall show. See, yeah. kids, dude's been famous his entire fucking life. Good for him. I mean, he's a, he's a hell of a musician. Hell of a musician. Been entertaining white folk for thirty-five years. Thanks, Bruno. Usually, after I get done the wiki, the wiki. I usually just blitz right to net worth because I want to see what these mm. motherfuckers are worth. And we're going to see right now. Bruno Mars. I, I, all right. I'm going to say he's worth. Mm, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go outlandish here. I'm going to say 25 million. Mm. 175 million. God damn. Yeah. That's got to be. Now, he, funk me up, baby. He, he probably toured his ass off. For like oh, three sure or four years. I mean, they all hey. do, but <clears throat> I'm talking about selling out fucking football stadiums as opposed well, to, to 20,000 person venues. He did do the Super Bowl halftime show he like did five, six years ago. So that probably, that tour after that was probably just wet panties and <laughs> soaked hundred dollar bills. <laughs> he was on, he, he did, he was also the uh, musical and acting guest on Saturday Night Live once. I like huh. to do that from time to time. Like Britney did it, a few others, uh, but he actually had some acting chops. You know, not not great. Not like, yeah, like he could be an actor, like like Timberlake Dude, or something. But if you can be a normal person, either one of us could go do SNL for one night only as a musical guest. Not okay, not as a musical <laughs> guest. Maybe a certain kind of musical guest. <laughs> I could do. We a could br- be Dick in a Box musical guest. <laughs> And finally, on our list, coming from our May 27th R.I.P. Ray Liotta episode, this is actually our tribute to Ray Liotta. Now, someone like myself, who is a a big-time Goodfellas fan, uh, this passing hit home. But true to form here at the Middle Class Holes, we just can't help ourselves to clown around when it comes time to pay tribute to a fallen celebrity. This was no different, so enjoy somewhat. Our tribute to Ray Liotta. Folks, on this episode of Before You Go, nobody pays tribute to uh, deceased celebrities, uh, socialites, politicians, and just all-around good people like we do here at the Middle Class Holes. And today, unfortunately, we found out about uh, the tragic passing of Ray Liotta, 67 years young, uh, fell asleep in the Dominican Republic while filming... uh, I didn't catch the name of the movie. He was on set... Um, you know, and didn't wake up. And I, I don't know. I think if you're going to go, that's not a bad way to go. You fall asleep, you don't wake up. Um, but man, I, listen, Goodfellas is a top five movie of mine all time. Uh, there's a handful of other flicks that, uh, that, that he was really good in. What was this? Like, I think it was Hannibal, uh, with, um, uh, well, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, you know, the whole Lecter, uh, yeah. He did also star in this great movie. Uh, it's called Heartbreakers, and you get to see a really good shot of 
uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's uh, hindquarters in that movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. It's a good film. It's actually, I mean, it's mediocre. <laughs> it's a terrible but, film, but yeah. yeah. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is trying to seduce a fucking cancer-ridden smoking Gene Hackman. And yes. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt is trying to seduce uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Yes. But correct. um, yeah, I didn't even realize, I didn't even say, I uh, there was some speculation on a on a chat that I had this morning that, that he was a longtime smoker. Not sure if he had any real like residual health health problems or something like that, but I don't know, man. It sucks. It's a bummer. It's another one. Yeah, that's what I initially thought too. Is like I thought he had like throat cancer, or, like I don't know. I just assumed something from smoking. Um, well, he was doing those Chantix commercials for a minute there, and got made fun of for them because they were so fucking lame. <laughs> Guys trying to get his life together, <laughs> fucking not die. Everybody's shitting on Ray Liotta because he's he's not smoking anymore. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> but well, fuck you, Ray. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You got a thing. You should just stick with it, man. Like you had a thing. He had a he had a, a very unique face that he then went and fucked up with plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, like then you went from like a list actor down to like C and then squeaked your way back up to B, which isn't a bad place to be considering you died in the Dominican Republic, probably sipping on a margarita, smoking a palm all. Ain't the worst, ain't the worst way to go. But you mentioned Gene Hackman, by the way, he's 92 now. And I saw a picture of him and he's smiling it up, man. I mean, he looks like an old motherfucker, but uh, he looks good. And you know what? Unlike Ray, 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 Ray Liotta, he's alive. Yeah, he's ninety-two. Another another one I forgot. He played um, George Young, aka uh, the actor uh, Johnny Depp. He played his dad in Blow. So he was, he was oh, a yeah. really good role in that. Yeah, mm. and and Johnny Depp, of course, is going through all this stuff. Alan, your thoughts on uh, I, I do. I, you said Goodfellas. Uh, I think his most iconic role is the fucking video game character Tommy Versetti from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, because he had uh, so many good fucking dialogue lines in that video game, and it was pretty. It was made for him. He just palled around fucking a fake Miami beach, being a fucking gangster. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Here's a, uh, but, uh, that sucks. I but read a good one. Lost scene. I read uh, um, it was like twenty thing or fifteen things you may not know have known about Ray Liotta. Uh, one of which he was adopted, um, and then he also. Uh, when he was three, helped his parents picked out his adopted sister. They were like, "Hey, you know, we we want you to be involved with this." You want to go pick a puppy? You want to go pick a puppy? It's all, but it's also a human. But check this out: um, 1995 thriller, uh, Operation Dumbo Drop, starring Danny Glover, Ray Liotta, and get this, Dennis Leary, uh, as well as a, a guy named Dougie Doug. Not sure who. Uh, um, he, Riola, Liotta admitted now. Hold your britches for this one. Admitted that he did this strictly for money. I thought he was smitten by, the, by the script. I was like, "Well, we're <laughs> dropping off an elephant in the Congo. God, sign me up." I mean, this has fucking <laughs> Golden Globes written all over it. But he did it for the money. <laughs> hey, man, if you can write it, you can. Hey, I respect him for that. If you can write yourself a check worth millions of dollars to do something you may, because I do something I don't like every day. And I don't make a million dollars. <laughs> that is like he 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 wrote about this. He said that they had like a lot of it was filmed in Connecticut and it was super long days because they had to be up in the plane. They had to land it. They had to refuel. 
Uh, at that time, I think Glover was pretty well liked. He's like, oh, I'm so fucking over this. But you're right. When people often criticize actors, like how how could they disgrace their career by accepting such a role? Like Cuba Gooding. Remember, he was in Sled Dogs, and he was in another movie where he fake played a gay dude on a on a cruise ship or something like that. How how could they tarnish a career like that? How could they accept a role like that? Well, because they're guaranteed five million fucking dollars. That's how. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd scale up their level. Heartbeat. What's that? I'd do, I'd do sled dogs tomorrow. <laughs> I'd do sled dogs four, fucking trapped in Alaska tomorrow for fucking 100 grand. Bro, I would put on a fucking dog suit and be one of the sled be dogs. One of the dogs. So yeah. fucking, and I would eat dog food with the other dogs. Like, <laughs> I'd live outside in one of those little shacks they put them in in fucking Alaska. That, yeah, I'd do all of it. Yep. 100, 100 G's. Ray Liotta, everyone. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. God, Ray God Liotta's in memoriam is like, we'd do sled dogs for nothing. I, I do like, this is, hold on, real quick. This here is like the still shot from the trailer of Operation Dumbo Drop. It's got a young, handsome Ray Liotta in a, an elephant trunk right there. <laughs> Yeah, we we couldn't have, we couldn't have found like the scene with him and fucking Joe Pesci, the fucking clown scene, like one of the most iconic scenes in cinematic history. Right, one of the most uncomfortable of all time. Like Ray Ray, I can't even say his guy. I would say Ray Riotta. Ray Liotta <laughs> like, epitomized uncomfortable moment. It was glorious, and then how he cracks up in the laughter. But yeah, but he say funny things. I mean. Ah, you boy! Hey, that uh, God, but no. You Operation had me worried, Henry. I thought you may fall under questioning. <laughs> you really are. All right, folks. Well, thank you for tuning in to our best of first half here at 2022. As always, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts at the Middle Class Holes. You can tweet us or follow us on Instagram at MDL Class Holes. You can also follow us on TikTok at Middle Class Holes, or you can contact us at TickleOurTummies at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a YouTube channel as well. Anyway, you can follow us, support us. It would be greatly appreciated. I hope you enjoyed the best of 2022, first half here at the Middle Class Holes Bits. We'll be back after the 4th of July with more laughs, more fun, more entertainment. Enjoy your 4th of July, folks. Happy Independence Day to you. This is Fox Man signing off. Take care. I'm gonna